Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi everybody and welcome back to this episode of Strategy, Leadership and Impact. I hope you've been well since the last time you tuned in. If you're listening for the first time or you like this episode and you've been listening for a long time, make sure you give us a like, make sure you give us a subscribe or a follow on whatever platform you listen on. If you have a topic or something you would like to for me to talk about or address or if you have any feedback on any of the topics I've, I've talked about or even this episode, feel free to contact me through email at blakerepine at gmail.com or you can also connect with me through LinkedIn and message me through there. Just search my name, Blake Repine. I believe I'm the only person on LinkedIn with that name, and you should find me. Quick update in regards to my book, Soldier to Executive, Applying Army Leadership Principles to the Corporate World. It's currently being considered for the Australian Business Book Awards for 2020, and it's being considered in three categories, leadership, management, and HR, and cover design. I guess the finalists and the recipients will be announced during a virtual ceremony on the 25th of November. So I'm very excited and, of course, be a bit of anticipation leading up to the 25th of November. Might be a finalist, might might win, you never know, or might not do anything at all. Again, you never know, but we're hoping that we have the best outcome possible. For this episode, I've interviewed a longtime friend and colleague of mine, uh, Jane Williams. And Jane's background is in nursing, primarily, in, in rural and remote communities. She's been a nurse for a number of years. Um, she's been on the board of the Central West Hospital and Health Service, uh, which I'm also on the board of as well. She's been on that board since 2012, and she's currently the chair and has been for the number of years. But she's also on a number of other boards. She's currently on the Health and Wellbeing Queensland Board, uh, Health Workforce Queensland Board, the Royal Flying Doctor Service Foundation Board, and the Queensland Music Festival Board. So as you can see, she's a very experienced board member and chair. She's also uh, quite good to work with. She's also extremely passionate about improving the lives of the people in the communities in rural and remote Queensland, particularly Western Queensland. So without further ado, let's get on with the interview and I hope you enjoy. Good morning, Jane. How are you doing? Hello, Blake. I'm doing very well, thank you. That's good. And this, this wonderful, beautiful day out in Longreach. So looks like we're going to have sunshine as we do, I think, for 300 plus days a year. Yeah, for, almost for the last 10 years, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of a, an ongoing drought for uh, nearly a decade now. So, so again, thanks for joining us this morning. I've already introduced you to our listeners. And the first question I'd like to ask you that really they probably want to know about as well is, so you're currently the chair of the Central West Hospital Health Service Board. You're also on a, on a number of other boards. And just tell us a little bit about your journey. How, how did you get to where you are today? It's a bit of an interesting um, story, really, Blake, in that I never really planned for how this has evolved and, and being on a number of boards. Uh, I guess um, I've always been keen to make a difference and be involved in how things are done. If you really analyse yourself and look back and think, you know, what what's within you. And then op- opportunities have presented themselves. And initially, some of those opportunities, I was certainly uh, very nervous about doing them. But there were great mentors um, that were well, people that have become great mentors and supporters of me that saw something in me that I probably didn't see in myself. So. Uh, with opportunity and support and encouragement and from me keen enthusiasm to learn and be the best you can be and help other people that's how the process evolved so as opportunities came you know well I was invited to apply for different things part of me you know with the um, 
inferiority complex that I think a lot of us have. <laughs> you you think, oh no, I couldn't do that. And then I, uh, anyway, so n- now I, for those that are listening, if you're thinking the same way that I used to think, you just think, look, this is a great an opportunity. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but just put your hand up and, and have a go and um and and do the best you can. And you you gradually get to meet a large amount of people that. Um, become great friends and allies and supporters and you learn from them and your skill set increases and you become better at what you do. That's really good. You said early on you had a bit of nervousness and also that kind of lack of confidence in a way and, and I actually haven't seen that because I you know, see you in a different light of course you've already are the chair and you're a very confident person but do you still sometimes struggle with that? Yeah not not as often as I used to and and quite often now I just give myself an uppercut really which you know I mean that in the nicest possible <laughs> yeah. way to say just just you know all of us I think have days where you think you um you know you could be better or you, you doubt yourself but I think experience and uh good colleagues and and another thing I think to remember is you can't be good at everything but Finding people and surrounding yourself with people that have a huge skill set and you know where to go um, to get assistance or to get advice, I think that's a- another huge benefit that I've learned. Oh, that's really good and some really good advice there too. I think for anyone that is potentially looking at you know either their their first board role or moving up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, being the chair of a hospital health service mm-hmm. in the current environment that we're in with COVID-19. Not and, much um, going on at all really, yeah. Blake. Yep. <laughs> so I can imagine that you, you've been, well I know that um, you've been very busy, but tell us a little bit about the leadership that the board's had to provide through COVID-19 and also pr- some of the challenges as well that the board has faced. Well, I, I don't think it's just this board, Blake. I think it's it's boards throughout the world. So all of us are facing very challenging times and, and a lot of the, what we're facing, the answer is unknown. So trying to plan strategically and look at what's coming, you can do the best that you can, but as we see every day, the situation changes um, and it's changed throughout the world. Some, you know, has improved, some has got worse, but while COVID's around, I, I think the, the challenges are going to continue. The points that, for me, that are really important when you think about COVID and a relationship with our workforce and our communities in the Central West is maintaining their access to service, but most importantly, safety and the quality aspect so that they have um, accessibility and reassurance to be able to come to our health facilities and seek help when it is needed. And that process, you know, through working with the executive team here, that that has evolved and and been set up. So do you think there might have been potential patients in need of services that might not have presented at one of our health uh, facilities because of fear of COVID or? Oh, I, th- I think I think in the early days, and it's not, I don't just, for this point, I don't just talk in, in Central West. I think early days and the feedback and readings that I've done, a lot of people didn't present to places for fear of um, contracting COVID. And it pro- that would probably still continue, I think, in a lot of the hotspots that that are going and particularly with people at risk which is it's totally understandable that that would be the case so has that changed the business model in a sense to still be able to provide services to those people but outside the facilities yeah and and that it it has changed the business model and you can see that throughout how we've as a whole of a health service have adapted you know there's pop-up clinics 
there's um, telephone consultations, there's nurse-led swabbing. You know, they're just a few of the, the mm. clinical components that come to mind easily. There's much more going on than that, but just, they're just a few of the things that you think of easily. I think the telehealth component, by that I mean the capacity for doctors to ring patients um, and consult over the phone, I think that has been you know, a really huge benefit to people and, and offered great reassurance. Don't get me wrong, there's, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say that that is not the direction of wh- which you should be going, but um, it has been a, a great way to provide service for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you imagine um, once we kind of get through this COVID pandemic, that a lot of those services will remain in place, that that'll be kind of a new new business model? Yeah. I, th- I think if, if you'd said to us a year ago, you're going to be doing, you know, telehealth consultations, you won't have to go to your meetings, you'll be doing all this, <laughs> we would have all just gone, oh, yeah, that you know, that doesn't happen. But there's it's in some ways there have been great learnings for that sort of thing from COVID that has, has changed how we do business and, and carrying those ideas forward I think not only is it beneficial to our patients which to me that's absolutely the most important thing and to our staff but also as a cost effective manner in which we can save money and how we do business. Yeah and it's uh, it's quite interesting I can remember a couple years ago well probably a few years ago now when I was still working for Central Queensland University Mm -hmm. the vice chancellor at the time Scott Bowman had had us develop a pandemic policy. Yeah. And at the time, I thought, this is ridiculous. We'll never use this. And now looking back, you go, he was a genius because here we are, you know, a few years later and we're right in the middle of it. So, um, yes, these unexpected things, sometimes you come up and you really have to be flexible and and really be able to do it. I um, I look back through the clinical experience that I've had when you talk about what you've done and you're like, oh, well, I've dealt with a really severe flood. I've lived through a really severe drought. I've lived through bushfires and been involved in managing all of those. And now... A pandemic. What, so what so more you're almost could, feeding all the major disasters. What, yeah, what more could you want? You yeah. just need an earthquake and a couple of things and you'll be oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that'll fit. Or perhaps a volcano, but the chances of that in Western Queensland. Pretty slim, yeah. but you never know. Yeah. So never say never. Yeah, never. Maybe I won't send that one out there, Blake. I'll just yeah. let that one yeah, go. Don't, don't wish that on us. Yeah. Um, so going back to um, board role yeah. and ask you another question here. If you had to give someone advice who was looking for their very first board role, what mm-hmm. would that be? So I would encourage you to do the AICD course first. That's just the company director's yeah, course. Com- company director's course. But I would also suggest that you you think about what you're, what you're interested in, but also don't doubt your skill set of what you have because everyone brings something different to the table. And just because... You're not, you know. I'll use if I'll use an example of myself. So, um, I'm on the Queensland Music Festival board. Yeah. Um, when I joined that board, I was like, man, I am a hopeless singer. Like, <laughs> uh, um, do they require you to sing as <laughs> yeah. a board member? Sometimes, sometimes they do, but, that, but oh, okay. we've we've moved on through that. Um, and I thought, you know, I'd, I'm not very good at music. I learnt the piano for a couple of years at school, which was never my strong point. And you think, what can you, what do you bring? But there's a whole other side. So my health component with mental health and the other interests that I have in that field has been something that, I, you know, I've been really able to bring and the benefit that music um, brings to people and, and that as the Queensland Music Festival Board, how we bring that to communities throughout Queensland. So... I, I hope that's an analogy that people can take away. But my other my other points would be is 
start to develop networks of great people and mentors that um, you relate to and you can learn from and they have your back and they support you. And it, it takes a little while for that to happen. My other point that's probably a little negative is just try not to hang out or wind up with people that are idiots really I would say um, yeah. I've got another word but for the, for the purposes of this <laughs> we'll, 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 just yeah. go, we'll just go with that um, but on a, on a positive note really I think as I said look for the opportunities get good mentors ask questions um, you know if you don't know all of us are in a place where we don't know things all the time it's like I said we all have a different skill set and and just gradually just look at the opportunities grasp them with two hands as they come at you and then gradually more opportunities arrive that that's would be my simple approach Blake no that's really good thank you for that and then one more question for someone who's currently on a board yep who is aspiring to potentially be a chair of a board one day yep what type of advice would you give them? First of all, I would hope that you would be have the leadership skills that you know and the skill set to be a chair. Then I'd be looking at talking to your chair if you're in a board already, expressing your interest. You know, looking where your moves want to be um, or where you want to want to go, so that there's that open communication on the board that you're on. And so you said leadership skills yep. required of a board tra- board chair. Excuse me. Um, what what type of leadership skills would would those be like so, just give us the top three it's not just leadership skills i think there has to be a connection with people you have to have trust and an open communication style you have to be able to talk and be clear in in your communication and you have to be able to stand up and make tough decisions at times they're some of the the, the simple things but i think ability to be inclusive and uh, listen openly to people and respond appropriately. I think they are key factors that are good for a good chair. But also another another point is the ability to network and build relationships. That that has been uh, something that, that I've really valued and, and uh, has been a great benefit to me. Well, that's really good. Thank you for that. And I could say um, just from my experience of being on the board here for, what, about two and a half, almost three years. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a, a very strong board. I think we, we all, um, it's not about getting along, but we all work really well together. Yeah. And I, I feel like there is an open, um, an openness for robust discussion, I guess, to, yeah. to say it. And everybody is very open to that, and which makes it a really good board environment, which, which is what you need. Yeah. And I think that's, like I said, Blake, it's, it's that everyone has something different to bring to the table, but the ability to listen and take on board what people say and have respect and perhaps even reevaluate your thought process on a decision making through you know open robust discussion that happens um that that one well, that's happened to me yeah yeah somebody bring up for their point of view and go well i've never thought about that and yeah. yeah it does change your thinking so yeah. which is quite good which which is and that's what it's all about well that's been really good but um We'll probably wrap it up there, but I want to thank you very much. I know that you're a very busy person. I know we're actually about to go into a board meeting. So, but thank you very much, and I appreciate it. And uh, all the best, Jane. Thank you. Thank you very much, Blake.